0: Am I Reister or am I wrong? These hedge funds, they want sympathy. They want empathy for losing billions in the market. And nobody cares. Uh, the media is going to try to manipulate you in that. I'm going to tell you why. The Baseball Hall of Fame has committed a crime. They are a joke for not putting Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in. Uh, Kurt Schilling, on the other hand, he believes that he's too controversial. If he had voted Democrat, Um, the word conservative has been completely taken out of context. Jared Goff is likely done with the Rams and a man apparently died in the UK from an orgasm. Um, Am I right or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society and pop culture meet the truth daily fire facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door no bs is allowed because i keep it 100 and i am here to lead the way through all of these things ordinarily ralph will be here with me today but he's on a sabbatical mental health day whatever you want to call it with the missus so he will be back on monday but you guys make sure that you guys leave a five-star rating tell a friend about the podcast make sure you share you can get a hold of me, I'm am I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you listen and subscribe to the Pac-12 podcast. And also listen to me on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82, uh, 10 p.m., 1 a.m. Eastern Time, every night. And also, yeah, and Fox Sports Radio, Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. So here we go. We're going to start with the media manipulation. You are going to be attempted to be manipulated by the media extremely soon. You're starting to see it today. This is a bad look because hedge funds are losing billions of dollars because of subreddits and they've crowdsourced to drive stock prices up of GameStop and of AMC, the movie theater uh, theater chains, and but the money that is behind these hedge funds, they are going to try to. They've tried to use CNBC today, MSNBC, Fox Business. They've tried to use all of them to tell you that something is wrong, to try to get an investigation. But no, this is what these quant, uh, the, these quant investing groups. What they do all the time, they capitalize on momentum to drive stock prices higher or lower. And these hedge funds, a lot of them short stocks. And what that is essentially is they borrow stocks from a stock owner. They sell them for a different price. And then when it's time to buy them back, they have made money on the difference in between that. So now they are upset because the rabbit has the gun. But the truth is, is that the free market has spoken. Like, this is exactly how the stock market works. More people buy stocks. Stock's going to go up. People sell their stocks, Stock price is going to go down. This is what happens. There is nothing wrong with what, what has happened. The problem is the powers that be who have control. They don't like it because the free market has spoken. And now they're crying foul. They're talking, oh, it's a gamification of the market because they intended to do this. So what? This is the way it works. The if me or you invest in our 401ks, when we invest in our 401ks, if we invest in stocks, if we hire a money manager and they lose money, what do they say? Oh, you know, the, the, the stock market's a risky business. You know, these things happen. Well, these things happen to them now as well. And the problem is for, for them is that these subredditors, that they have realized their power is that it's all fun and games as long as the establishment can step on the little guy's neck. But as soon as the r- little guy realizes that he doesn't have very much power all by himself, but collectively when they pull their money together, their resources and they're organized and mobilized that then they can make a significant change in their life and that they are powerful and that's what's happened because their power is wielded together and now hedge funds are like we can't control what's happening we're going to lose money so the hell what this is the way the market works and free market people and I'm a free market person but I don't subscribe to this part of it I don't subscribe to the hypocrisy, which is what's good for me because I can control it. I like it. But as soon as the shoe is on the other foot and it's uncomfortable, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Like they want to talk about, they're they're crying about uh, regulation and, and prosecution over what's happened with GameStop. And the subreddits, the users, their manipulation They're crying about that. They want prosecution. But how about the Wall Street crimes when it came to the housing crash and the predatory loans, the flash crash, the covid crash, all of that? It was all manipulation opportunities for these big hedge funds and people with millions and billions of dollars to make a lot of money. And so but people, the normal people don't get bailed out. They get a $600 check, $2,000 check. But it's a manipulation. The manipulation, if you're rich, is smart. But if you're not, if you're the every man, oh, no, all of a sudden that's illegal. You're messing up the uh, system. There's a guy now who's put in like $53,000 in stock stock because it's gone up like 160% in the last two days. $53,000. $53,000. And now he's up to like $23 million between GameStop and AMC, the, the movie theaters. So instead of selling it off, which would then help the hedge funds because they've lost billions trying to short these stocks, which essentially crashes these companies. They were going to crash GameStop. They were going to crash AMC because they were shorting it. And instead, it went up, which means they lose billions. So sorry, I'm, I'm not going to feel bad for you. You were going to crash a viable company because you thought it would make you money. And now that the people are speaking, saying, no, we want to make some money. We're going to control how this works. And now instead of them going to go sell off all the stock, which would then allow the uh, the stock price, which is gone. You, you know, so instead of having a stock that's at $8. If it's now at $50, now they can short and make way more instead of the people selling off their money, selling off the stock that's gone up so much, they're holding it, which then doesn't allow these companies to short it because people are still buying it and the price is still going up. So now they're losing billions and billions more. So I'm I'm a free market guy. Let, let the market do what it does. It's not illegal. The problem is, is that These hedge funds had so much control and now they've lost control and loss of control brings, uh, you know, chaos for these people. So sorry, I don't feel bad. Um, You know who I do feel bad for? I feel bad for Barry Bonds. I feel bad for Roger Clemens. And I feel bad for all baseball fans because the Baseball Hall of Fame and its writers have done it another disservice. For the ninth damn time, they've done it, and oh, we'll, we'll get to talking about Kurt Schilling in a minute. But the Baseball Hall of Fame has absolutely failed; it has failed. You're you're meaning to tell me that you have two of the best players in the history of baseball that are not in the game? I mean, we're talking about pre ninety nine, because even b- before that, we'll get into that in a second. But what is the Baseball Hall of Fame at its core? It's a museum. It's a museum to tell the history of baseball, the history of the game, the history of its greatest players. I mean, even the Negro League stats are now uh, considered baseball stats, like fully fledged MLB stats. And they have they are part of baseball, even though they weren't part of Major League Baseball. All of that, it's the history of the game. You have to talk about the racism. You have to talk about integration. You have to talk about the steroid era. You have to talk about all of it. It's a museum. And so, to and you cannot tell the history of baseball without Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. It's not possible. Because even pre-99, when all of the steroid era really ramped up, you had Barry Bonds already had three MVPs, eight gold gloves, Uh, First MLB player with 400 stolen bases and 400 home runs. Roger Clemens had three Cy Youngs already, an MVP, and led the league in ERA four times and strikeouts three times. I mean, like, those stats alone would have been argument for enshrinement into the Hall of Fame, let alone finishing, well, if you're Barry Bonds, seven-time MVP, eight gold gloves, 12 silver sluggers. 14-time All-Stars, 762 home runs, and 2,558 2, walks, which don't even factor into PEDs. Good eye, good plate decisions, all of that. So, the but there are people that say they cheated the game. They cheated the game of baseball. Okay, here, here's my response to that. Bunch of things. First thing, the PEDs that... People allegedly took or did not take, were not banned by baseball. Baseball knew what was going on in its sport. The commissioner, Bud Selig, uh, some of the owners knew, the trainers, All they knew what was going on. It was an open secret. They had the strike in 94. Baseball was dying. Home run chase comes up with Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. They bring back baseball, revitalize baseball. And then here comes Barry Bonds, smashing the record. Roger Clemens, all that. And then baseball comes back. Steroids get and PEDs get found out, which weren't against their rules at the time, even though some of these things were actually illegal to uh, do. They weren't against the rules of baseball. So then baseball, it, all this stuff come, comes out, Jose Canseco's book. Then they go with the Mitchell Report, with the Senate, all this. And baseball doesn't know who did and who did not in terms of in general. So instead of actually doing the right thing and saying we had a problem like this would have been the optimal thing for baseball to do. Say we had a problem with steroids. We had a problem. We are going to clean the game up, period. We're not going to allow this to keep going going on. We're going to do the right thing. And instead of that, what baseball did is they half-heartedly say okay we're gonna figure it out sort of kinda we'll see what happens that was a total wrong move because in life the worst thing that you can do is try to get when you make a mistake is to try to get too far into details and explaining too much I made a mistake this was wrong I'm going to correct it going forward because the more questions that people ask you can never get to the bottom of it it's not even humanly possible so and Baseball's hypocrisy in letting people like who should be in the Hall of Fame, Bud Selig, the commissioner over the time. You had. I mean, everybody from Mike Piazza, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, who testified about playing on cocaine, carrying a vial on the field. Uh, Jose Canseco accused Pudge Rodriguez, who's the second greatest catcher of all time, probably behind Johnny Bench. Uh, And he's been right about pretty much everybody else that he said. You got Ty Cobb. Was he a racist? Eh, I don't know. But there were plenty of other guys. Cap Anson. Relentless in the cause of keeping baseball white. Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Segregation policies. The Red Sox, uh, the Yawkey, the owner, Wade Box had an affair with a sex addict, Babe Ruth womanizer, drinker. And then you have and then that's not even a, before we even talk about all the players who were taken admittedly took Andro or Greenies, which are amphetamines. All of that. They're in the Hall of Fame. But now baseball is has turned its back. I'm talking about the writers, the actual MLB. All of that has turned its back on the players who served and saved the game. That's criminal. It's a museum. It's not a place for good guys. Good guys don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Great players do. Well, George, what if what if uh, they were just evil people? Listen, it, if you commit a crime, you should still be in the Hall of Fame. Oh my God, I said it. Yes. If you're a criminal, you should still be in the Hall of Fame. If you are an abuser, it doesn't. The question is. Until you put some morality clause in the bylaws, it is a place for great players. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is just the truth. You have to be able to stand in it. And tell the story like you can tell the story and talk about these people. Uh, Next thing up. Um another player who was questionable for the enshrinement into the hall of fame is Kurt Schilling. I had the pleasure on my show on the nightcap on mad dog sports radio, had the pleasure of talking to CJ Nikowski, 10 year MLB pitcher, Mike Stanton, 19 year MLB pitcher. They're both small hall guys. And they're like, they, they don't think that Kurt Schilling should be in based upon his numbers. They're like, his postseason numbers are clearly outstanding. But when you look at his regular season, only 216 wins, the, the ERA, everything else, it puts him on the fringe of being a Hall of Famer. But Kurt Schilling believes that it's because he didn't vote Democrat, that because he's a conservative. Here is the thing: is is that do I believe that that Kurt Schilling's comments that got him fired from ESPN about uh, Muslim communities? The LGBTQ community and talking about Adam Jones, who was a baseball player, saying that, accusing him of lying about racist taunts at Boston's Fenway Park, which have been proven true that they happened there at Boston Garden, all of that. I mean, like, and who he even suggested that reporters would be good candidates for lynchings. So do I believe that some of that is being held against him? Absolutely. But the issue is I do have a problem with the hypocrisy because I'm like, like, we need to be consistent in this because Kurt Schilling is like if you hate those things that Kurt Schilling said. He got 71 percent of the vote, Barry Bonds and Roger Clements, who didn't do any of that stuff, only got 61 percent. So it shows you what people really, truly care about the actual most. He was 14 votes shy of getting in. But Kurt Schilling says it's because he's a conservative, because he likes President Trump and supported what happened at the Capitol riots on January 6th. Yes, I believe that that factors into him not getting into the Hall of Fame. But the part I want to focus on is that word conservative, because this gets thrown around a lot. You guys hear it from people. Oh, conservative voices are being silenced. Conservative voices are being silenced. Okay. The word conservative means adverse to change or innovation or holding traditional values or a person who is adverse to change and holds traditional values. So and and go on a person favoring free enterprise, private ownership and socially traditional values. So that word has been absolutely hijacked by people. Because they want to use the word conservative as a shield for being an asshole, for being uh, hate speech, conspiracy theories, and equating political party with religion. That's what they want. They've hijacked it. They're like, oh, I'm a conservative. That'd be, I can say whatever I want. No, there's freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequences. Because. I would be considered a conservative because of my religious beliefs about my beliefs about family structure, free speech, small government. All those things would qualify me as a conservative. But I also believe that people need help in life. That the system is not fair based upon race and that slavery has impacted things and that reparations should should happen. And that people should be bailed out instead of companies and corporations. Trickle down economics doesn't work. And that free speech does not mean that hate speech should be allowed. So when it comes to being a conservative, that means being a Republican, that that, that doesn't fall for me. Am I a liberal? No, I'm not that either. I have beliefs that fall on both sides of the aisle. But that word conservative has been hijacked. By people to say, oh, I can do or say whatever. I have a difference of opinion. I'm a conservative. No, that's not what that means. That means either you're not being thoughtful sometimes, or you just want to be an asshole. That's what it, that's what it is. Like you just want to just be so ingrained in what you're doing that you don't want to have any empathy, sympathy, or or care about the next man or awareness of how the world is changing and what's going on. Because you can have your traditional values rooted in in faith, but you do have to be consistent. Like you can't all in hand say, oh, yes, yes, uh, I believe in I'm pro-life, no abortion. OK, that's fine. But then when it comes to kids locked in cages, you're like, well, they're an illegal immigrant. What happens to them happens to them. No, there has to be some consistency if that's the way that you want to talk. That's my point in the whole deal. Um, next thing up, Jared Goff is probably done with the LA Rams there. We heard what their head coach, the, the, the Matt genius had to say after the season. Oh yeah. He's our quarterback for now. GM Lesney, Jared Goff is a Ram at this moment. And they said that it's going to be an open competition in 2021. And that John Wofford, the kid who won the, the playoff game against Seattle, but ended up getting hurt in that game too, um, that he that it would be an open competition in 2021 if he's still on the roster. See, here is the problem. Jared Goff hasn't even played a snap on his new deal, that the extension that he signed, what, a year or two ago. Four years, $134 million. He hasn't played a snap of that. And what this is, is this the same situation that happened to Carson Wentz in the the Eagles. The thing that these teams do, they try to lock up these quarterbacks early. They give them a bunch of money. Oh, hey, resign for this much when they haven't proven anything. I always say this. If you can do it once, it's an accident. If you can do it twice, then you can actually do it. So Jared Goff had a really good season. Oh, yeah, let's give him money. Carson Wentz, really good season. Let's give him money. Nah, I need to see you do it twice, play playboy. That's just a fact. And what these teams do is very similar to what we see in college football with the head coaches. So the head coaches, uh, they'll, they'll bring a guy in to revitalize the program after they fired the last coach or the coach left to go somewhere else. And he'll have some success like year one, year two. They're like, yeah, let's give him an extension. Like, fool, he already had a five year contract. Why are you giving two two more years on the back end? Well, what if somebody tries to steal him? They are going to leave. I mean, it's it's just like it's just like that old that saying she belonged to the streets or he belonged to the streets. Once they get to the streets, they're not coming back. I mean, think about it. Look at Oregon and Willie Taggart. There wasn't pretty much anything that they could do to keep Willie Taggart. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in Florida. His mom was in Florida. Dreamed of play coaching at Florida State. He didn't want to be there. There was nothing you could do to keep him. So stop uh, committing yourself to all this money. Colleges. Adding extensions. Number one, they do it a lot of times when people aren't even checking for him, like Clay Helton at USC. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. Now, now you're in a uh, Um Same thing with Gus Mal- Malzana and Auburn. Doesn't make any sense. But people continuously do it. And then you see the re- repercussions on the back end. If You can do it once it's an accident. Make people prove it to you twice. The last thing is I wanted to talk to Ralph about this because I know he would have had something funny to say, but I'm not waiting till Monday because this story's too good. Uh, According to media outlets, a man in Great Britain, his name is Charles Majawa. He died in Malawi, which is on the southeastern side of Africa near Mozambique. He died from a quote-unquote excessive orgasm. I've never heard anything like this before. Like, I've heard of people dying during during sex. And people debate, oh, that's the way to go out. Hell no, I don't want to go out like like that. But here is the thing. The reason why you don't want to go out like that is because of what happened to Majawa. So he died August 18, 2020. But the official cause of death hadn't been confirmed yet. This dude was with a sex worker. See, here is the problem and a blood vessel ruptured in his brain and then he during an excessive orgasm and (laughs) they, the cause of death actually says that he died of too much sexual excitement and sweating and sweatness. That's not the way to go out. People, that is not the way to go out because you will be a laughing joke. I mean, how do you tell that to your family? how do you tell that to your friend well yeah you died died during sex it's different if you're with your wife with your girlfriend some somewhere where you're supposed to be but you can't do it with a sex worker that is just a bad deal buddy Mm-mm. you either gotta a do the right things or not die while doing the wrong things <laughs> am i right or am i wrong i'm probably right there but if not absolutely leave a comment you guys peace out i will catch you guys on friday